everyone. Welcome back to She Thinks She Knows. I'm Brianna. I'm Aharo. And I'm Demaya. And today we have a very special guest. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Mr. Green. Mr. <laughs> Kevin Green. <laughs> so Mr. Green was like a mentor to us in high school. And since today's episode is going to be on parenting, we thought, why not have a parent, you know, who has experience in this and does things around it and, you know, all that stuff. So, um, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah. Give us a little bit of background, all that stuff. Well, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me um, to your podcast. It's definitely an honor and pleasure to be here. Um, So, my name is Kevin Green. Um, I'm a proud Springfield native. And I am a social work practitioner by profession. And I first met you ladies at um, the Springfield School of Renaissance. (laughs) And I was doing an internship there um, for social work. So um, I had the pleasure of working with a lot of different students, doing different things such as mediation, connecting them to outside resources, helping them to get their hours for community service and to help them um, in groups. And so that's some of my background of how I was able to interact with you ladies um, directly. And I am the proud father of a 15-year-old daughter, Mm -hmm. um, Myra. And I also... I'm a proud native of Springfield, going through the Springfield Public Schools, um, and then have to had the opportunity to graduate from AIC, and then recently Springfield College. Oh, and I am the CEO of Seeds of a Father, which is a nonprofit organization that I founded back in 2013, and we are dedicated to the overall well-being and enrichment father-child relational development and so that's a little bit about me okay, okay. mr green <laughs> we miss well, you so much i know it's been a it's long going time. on two years that we've been out of high school mm-hmm. and you still haven't had lunch with us <laughs> you, you said that's on y'all i said he said a phone work both ways <laughs> i know this ain't recording it is <laughs> well um as you as you ladies know um i'm always available um, for you ladies, and we made an agreement that I would definitely be available to help you, and that agreement still stands. But you know how life gets busy, mm, and um, that's true. You know, you, you ladies going off to college and me doing continually doing what I was doing. But I want you to know that I'm always available. Um, I remember the times when I called on you ladies. Remember mm-hmm. when we were at Springfield yeah. College and. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, we actually got a lot of. We did. We did a lot of things with you. Yeah, <laughs> Honestly, that was fun. We if you, and the conversations were good too. Remember when we used to <laughs> between classes, we used to be like Mr. Green. I know. <laughs> we would go to Mr. Green with all the all tea, the tea, <laughs> and he would help us navigate yeah. our problems that we were having with administration mm-hmm. or different faculty and like. He would help us navigate it in a way where we can we, we can do it strategically, yeah. like so yeah. we weren't so just acting on exactly. Feelings. Like we, he taught us 
how to not act on our feelings, but to act the strategy mm-hmm. and to think before you do something. <laughs> right. Our parents have taught us that, but you know, sometimes you don't <laughs> want to listen to We were ready to stir the pot. We were yeah. like, you know what? <laughs> and I feel like being in a school, there was literally no black male teachers like yeah. ever. It was just nice to have that extra one. Yeah, yeah one. <laughs> literally one. Because literally that other? one. Let's see. Who else? That was, he was that yeah. one. Well, that I was never, it. I didn't even really You didn't realize? I never really recognized it like and that. And <laughs> the people that you were entering with, they would get salty. Yeah. We looked up to you a lot. And I think a lot of kids looked up to you a lot. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, people can kind of get, feel like their toes are getting stepped on mm-hmm. when, <laughs> when somebody new comes in and they make a good connection with the kids and, like, you know, yeah. the kids are listening to them. And they act, when someone asks for a certain person, it's like, oh, like, yeah. you're going to the office like, where's Mr. Mm-hmm. Green? And it's like, well, I'm here. It's like, yeah. no, I asked for you. Definitely <laughs> people, you know, they felt some type of way about it. But I can say that I appreciate it. And we yeah. appreciate it. And mm-hmm. we know the other students that you've helped and continue to help. Like, before we started recording, like, we found out you still have a relationship with the boys. And so, like, yes. it's really nice to see that because you're really a good role model for them Thank to you. have. And so it's just nice to see that, like, you mm-hmm. still care, even yeah. though you're not in that setting with them. Because a lot of people, especially when they're doing internships and stuff, mm. they don't they're not really interested in continuing that yeah. relationship. You know what I mean? So, yeah, like, I that's think it's great. I think it's great um, that you ladies are able to recognize it, but I want to give you ladies some feedback regarding the impact that it had on me. Yeah. So that experience and what you just shared is beneficial in my life experience mm-hmm. and in my educational experience. And how it applies is even when I'm right now, I'm, I've applied for so many different jobs, right? Mm-hmm. And so during the interviews, they're asking about these experiences. Your connection with the students, your impact, mm-hmm. um, what have you done? So I'm able to name specific things that I've done, mm-hmm. and that helps me to get in the door. And so actually, on yesterday, I want to make an announcement. <laughs> Drum roll, please. <laughs> I was actually hired at Dorman Elementary School. Oh, really? Yes, as the yeah. city... Um, Site Connect Coordinator. Oh, okay. Um, And so that role is just what I was doing basically at Renaissance. Connecting to resources, Mm -hmm. um, meeting with students, being available for staff, helping them connect with resources outside of the school. Yeah. Um, So that fits right into the mold. So it's good to know that my education and experience that I've gained and you ladies can feel the impact also, right? Because we're talking today and say, well, I had a great time, you know, you ladies mm-hmm. were saying, but I want to tell you that I had a great time and that experience that I used to get gainful employment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like a help both ways. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We actually did meet a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like one time we went to this conference, it was a social justice conference, mm-hmm. and we met people from all over. <laughs> we met older people, younger people, like mm-hmm. we met people from all over and we were able to, we were able, I feel like when we went there, we were able to make an impact <laughs> on those people yeah. because 
they didn't expect for the students that were in the room to be able to talk the way they did yeah. and to be able to engage in the conversations that we did. Yeah, I feel like they were on, they were like amused. They're like, oh, like they weren't really expecting all this. But I think that's good because then when people see that, they're like, okay, so if they're willing to talk about that, like let's see what else they're willing to talk about. And that's when the conversation kind of builds. Yeah. And I just feel like it's a great way to expose people to different things because while they're seeing a perspective from a younger person that they didn't expect to see, we're seeing it like a perspective of someone older who's willing to give more information, yeah. you know? And then in, at Springfield College, their names were Dr. Hill, both of them, right? Mm-hmm. And bore their titles, like their Dr. job Hill, titles. Dr. Yeah. Hill is a distinguished professor um, in social work at Springfield College. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the social justice conference was not at Springfield College, but it was in... that. No, I'm East saying Hampton. that was in East Hampton. Yeah. And then we went to Springfield College with you. Yeah, with me. It's in, you're right. Your both name was Dr. Hill. Yeah, <laughs> the other one right. was um, community engagement, mm. right, and inclusion. Diversity, community engagement, and inclusion. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so another event that we went to was at Springfield College, and we were able to meet both of the Dr. Hills. And we could have, if we chose to go to Springfield College, we could have, <laughs> you know, made some we made good games there, yeah. yeah, because we made a good connection with them, so. Yeah. That's just a look into the kind of things that Mr. Green does. It has to yes. offer, yeah. But um, congratulations. Right. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. I hope um, you do a lot with it. I know you'll do a lot with it, actually. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So we're going to hop right into the conversation. So a couple of days ago, earlier this week, um, I posed some questions on our Instagram story. And if you're not following us, it's at SheThinksPod, so go follow um so i posted like four questions um i was thinking we could base our conversation around the questions and like read the responses we got from you guys um so yeah does anyone want to read the first question so the first question is what are some parenting styles you will practice and what are some that you won't so well, let's see what some of this okay so the first response my sister magisha shout out to you <laughs> she said being understanding and open-minded if we disagree and being involved in their personal lives. Okay. Mm. Okay. Understanding. Um, underscore. <laughs> underscore. Trina with the X. Shout out to you, Trina. Okay. She said excessive affection. They need to know what love is and what it looks like. Okay. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Princess Akiki94. She said open communication and clear boundaries. I love you, but I'm not your friend. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. King dot Coley nineteen. Shout out to you. He said moderate levels of sternness, but being understanding about the needs of a young adult. Pamela dot XI. She said routineness mannerisms. AS Boat said openness, being able to have an open dialogue between parent and child. And I think the last one for this question, Laura dot Laura K dot D said communication. Talking about taboo things like being in a relationship and sex. Interesting. Okay. Here's some interesting. So, what do you guys think about that? Parenting style. I actually like the one about the open communication, but having boundaries. I feel like a lot of the times parents do like mix those things up, like that whole, oh, you know, like I'm so close to my daughter. It's almost like we're friends, but then you can't really have those serious conversations, or your child forgets that like you're the parent, and that if they do something, like there needs to be a kind of consequence. I feel like that is what kind of, um, that's something that as a parent, I feel like everyone should practice because it's, it's like causes a lot of the issues with like 
kids not feeling like they can go to their parents. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So everything's all rainbow and sunshine, and then the next minute they have to get disciplined. They're like, oh, I can't turn to my mom for anything. Like, you know, like, it's kind of, like, shocking. So I feel like that's definitely something that has to be established. But also showing your kids that it's like, obviously, as my child, I'm going to do anything for you to benefit you in the best way possible. But there's also things you have to learn that I have to teach you and that you have to learn for yourself. So I feel like that was a good one. I agree with that one. That one resonated with me the most just because I feel like I have that those kinds of like openness, but there's boundaries with my parents. I can like I tell my parents everything. Like some people are like, why? But like I just tell them everything. I feel like, oh, maybe I shouldn't tell them. And then I'm like, no, I'm going to tell them (laughs) because like you never know when your parents can give you advice or help you with a situation um, instead of having to go through it by yourself or like instead of having to make a mistake that you might not really need to make because there's somebody that knows the situation and it it could be something so little like just communicating with another person but I feel like um, when I do that I'm able a lot of times to have a conversation with my parents both my mom and dad and so, um, but there's also that relationship, like, I respect you, you know yeah. what I mean? It's not like, we're friends and like, you know, I'm going to tell them, you know, everything that I would tell my <laughs> friends. Like, yeah. there's there's a different way yeah. that I approach my parents rather than I approach my friends. So yeah. I think that it's really helpful for you to be open with your parents and your parents to be open with you yeah. because your parents are there to teach you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you know, a lot of people don't think that they have to tell their kids like their past experiences and Mm -hmm. things like that. But it's very helpful. Like my parents tell me all the time and I I appreciate it. So Mm -hmm. that's how I feel about it. I don't have anything to add. I had something that I want to go off, but do you have something to add? Well, I I definitely feel like um, this topic is very critically important and dear to my heart because I have a 15 year old daughter, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, I would definitely like the lines of communication to be open more. Um, but it's interesting about the past, right? So some of the past behaviors that I've displayed trying to parent um, possibly didn't really open up the dialogue for her to share a yeah. lot. Because if I like yelled or something, and how would I responded, and it was an adverse reaction, like. You know, yeah. So, um, it, I feel it's very critically important for those lines of communication to be open, and I have to be honest. I'm working on reestablishing those um, lines of communication, um, and I have to be particular when I'm doing it because of my past behaviors. Just have to be honest, right? Because mm-hmm. now it's like, well, am I going to be open? Because yeah. So Before happy. I told you this, and you were like, so <laughs> right. I had to calm, you know, calm it down. Um, but I do believe, when we, especially when we talk about the next generation, mm-hmm. um, that information and experience is very critical. Mm-hmm. And so I may not have to go through something if I learn something from my parent mm-hmm. or from somebody who's older. If they open up the line of communication, the elder and the, the younger generation mm-hmm. can help me navigate through some systems or some situations. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do that. Um, so I think it's very important, as you pointed out, that your parents are able to share their past experiences to help you 
in your current situation. And then, of course, you have those boundaries. Yeah. Right. And so I'm still trying to figure out um, how I can open up the lines of communication, but still let my daughter know, hey, there's certain boundaries because you don't talk to me like you're talking to your friends. Mm -hmm. Right. You know what I mean? And I'm not your friend. I heard that (laughs) on on your comments. Um, But sometimes when you talk about different parents and styles, some parents will say, oh, I'm your, your we're, I'm your friend or you're my yeah. best friend and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, and so I just, when I communicate, I just want to be clear. I'm yeah. <laughs> None <laughs> of that. Yeah. yeah. Not your friend. Sometimes I do slip up and I'm just, and I like, I might get like a little, you know, too much yeah. to be talking to my really? parents. That's awesome. Yeah. But, yeah. Opposite opposite. but I always like catch myself. I'm like, okay, like, I'm sorry. Or even if I don't say sorry right then and there, I'll go back and I'll apologize. I'm like, okay, like that was extra. <laughs> like the other day at the cafe, I came in one morning and my dad had drank this drink that I made. And I freaked out. I was like, are you serious? Like, I was looking forward to that. And I was like, I'm not talking to you for the rest of the day. Like, you really set me off. This is and that. And I was trying to make him feel bad because I wanted him to make him feel how I felt about that drink. And then the next day, like, he was like, oh, like, I bought you something. And then he's like, I made you pancakes. I made you porridge. I made you this. I made you that. And I'm like, you felt bad, huh? And yeah. then he's like, yes, I'm sorry. I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry, too. I, I probably oh. overreacted. <laughs> so, like, there definitely are times where, like, you know, you can, I'm not going to say forget, but there's times where you can kind of, like, you know, get beside yourself. Yeah. Like, I always try to apologize. Or even if I can't say sorry, I try to back it up with a nice action because yeah. sometimes it can That's be cool. hard to say sorry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wanted to go off something that you are saying about um, the parents sharing their past experiences because, like, I've had a different experience with my parents telling me about their past. Like, I feel like, in a sense, like, I be- like the way that I look at it, there are some things that your parents can't teach you and then there are some things that you just don't need to to, yeah like I feel like when parents like parents should also a style that I would like to incorporate right is like letting my kid kind of figure things out on their own Mm. because if I'm always like but I've been through and I have the answer it's like I have to be aware that I'm not going to live the same life as my kid so if I'm trying to show my kid all the shortcuts and all like it's not going to really help them because they're just they're just blindly believing everything I'm saying like you know like Something like my parents, I know that there are some things I take from my parents. There are some things I just straight out one ear, one ear, not the other. Because I'm like, you know what? I've seen, you know, like you tell me enough about your life and I've seen different outcomes. If I don't want that outcome, why would I take that same route? Like, you know, so I feel like that kind of parenting style is like real relative because while parents do know a lot, their life isn't your life. So I'm not just going to live my parents' life because mm. they've been through it. Like, you know, like I'm going to take certain routes that are just for yeah. myself that I have a strong pull mm. towards. And I feel like that's something that like I would change. But at the same time, like, I feel like my parents don't really do a lot of like, you got to, you got, you know, like, but I think they just, by them telling me all these things, it's like they're implying like, listen, you know, like I know. <laughs> and I'm like, I know, you know, but I know this, like, you know, so it's just, it ends up being kind of like a imbalance where you kind of feel bad because you're like, I don't want to make my parents feel like they're not doing anything for me and that the information they're giving me isn't useful because it is. But at the same time, how can you com- communicate to your parents but like, like I'm my own person? Yeah. So some things are going to be different. Yeah, I think another thing that maybe wasn't talked about 
is like just because you have the opportunity to like like see like into the future and like I'm gonna raise my kid this way mm-hmm. I feel like it doesn't mean like when we talk about parenting styles yeah I feel like a lot of people get caught up in like the psychological like they're looking at their child like I'm gonna try to you know yeah go this like you know like a like a book way of Mold doing them, it yeah like when they have parenting books and stuff and I just feel like <laughs> yeah at that point I feel it like it says here that <laughs> yeah like you know exactly what route will you know, I feel like yeah. it's not really accurate because like children are people. It's like not you a know, formula, like yeah. you can't really execute a plan on a child. Like you have to sometimes like treat them like an uh, like you know equal. Like they're another person, so you have to talk to them like that. I feel it's kind of the same as like your younger six siblings. Yeah, like you can't really dumb them down at times. Like you have to really you know you gotta speak to them like yeah. the since way. you want to be here, I'm gonna treat you like mm-hmm. you're here. Yeah, that happens a lot when you when your parents have like multiple kids like yeah. you know how when they're like strict on the older yes. older siblings or whatever and then after a while they just get less less they get strict yeah. yeah and they stop like so doing whatever and the older siblings are like but you would never let me do that <laughs> i think that's like what you're saying like, yeah you have to it's not that you can just baby baby the baby you know yeah. what i mean like you have to treat all your kids like well, why, yeah. why do you think that that happens though this is what i think because i have a lot of siblings as you guys know obviously and i feel you know like they, as they, they don't know oh don't yeah know. so i have a lot of siblings i have like two one brother that's like around the same age as me a younger sister and i have like three four older sisters yeah so I think the reason why my parents kind of got a little bit less lenient as we went on, because we got older, so it almost felt like the responsibility was just put on us. And the thing about the thing that I like about having a lot of siblings is that you guys really do end up parenting and teaching each other. Like the way my dad would explain it, you know, he'd be like, I had a lot of kids, not so that we would, you know, go through each, you know, like when you're around older people, the younger ones will learn from the older people and they'll take on those sense. things and they grow faster. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the way that I see it. Because like there'll be times where, I'm, you know, like my mom would, she would leave out of the state and she's like, Brianna, like, here's a, here's a food, here's this. Like, it's pretty much she's saying, like, you're, you're responsible for them now. And so automatically I'm like, okay, I'm responsible. And I go into like parent mode. Like, I'm like, listen, like, y'all need to make sure your laundry's done, this, that. And like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like when your siblings are hearing it from a sibling, it doesn't sound as harsh as when you're hearing it from a parent. Like, there are things that my, my dad would tell my sister, like, about cleaning and stuff. And I'll, oh, but then, you know, and if I'm telling you, she's going to get annoyed, but at the same time, it's like, but I, like, she knows that she I don't have the, up to you. Yeah, so. like, she, she doesn't want to admit it, but it's like, you know that, like, by me extending a hand to you and, and incorporating you in things, like, it feels better than if my parents are like, Kyra's going to spend the day with me, like, you know? So I feel like that's why parents kind of, like, go get less and less involved in terms of, like, the disciplinary parts when they're raising kids, because when your kids are older and you have older kids and you have younger kids, you're like, all right, they can figure it out. I taught the older ones, you know, they know what the expectations are. They can teach the younger kids. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why I feel like, while it's unfortunate because when you're a, a sibling, yeah. you can't be, you can't discipline the way like a parent, you have to go to your parents eventually. Like, you need to say something. And at this point, they're checked out. They're like, listen, like, yeah. y'all are all grown. Y'all need to figure it out. And at that was just frustrating. So you're like, I, I had to, you know. And like, I feel like part of the bitterness comes from if you're older, because yeah. when you were younger, yeah, it was like, you got the direct. Was, I got it, yeah. So I'm just like, I can't, yeah, I can't like, do that. So it's like you're lucky. And the younger <laughs> ones seem to get more now. Yeah, like the younger siblings always gonna get more baby, more stuff, and you just kind of like, all right, like. And it doesn't even matter how old they are, because my brother is 18, and literally, like our lives are so different. He's like one, 11 months younger than me. 
11, not even a full year. And it's so true. And it's not, it's because he's the only boy. So that's one thing. And it's because my parents are just like, you know what? You know, it's, you know, Jakai's the only boy. They use that as a way of saying like, he's the only boy and he's going to get a little bit of, you know. And then my, like all my siblings, my youngest sibling is 16. She's not even a kid anymore. But it's like, what, like recently I went uniform shopping for them. I'm like, wait a minute. Like at 16, I was buying my own uniform. Like what? Like that, like it just rings a bell. And I'm like, oh, it's because I had to get like the way I was raised was different. I grew up a little bit faster because my parents disciplined me and my siblings, my oldest sister disciplined me. Now it's just the little ones. It's just the siblings. Like, you know, like, and they're going to cry. Oh, but I, I don't get everything. I want all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, you have it much easier. But I can't be mad, like you know, because the way that I came out, I'm glad that the way that I came out. That's good, like. You know? I'm the baby, so I can't relate to that. <laughs> but I see it like with my, like amongst other people, and to the opposite of that, yeah, with my big family. To the opposite of that, there's also a lot of times when parents don't want the older siblings to discipline them, yeah. and they're like, no, like he's not your kid, like don't put your hands on them and stuff yeah. like that. So like. I feel like there's two different techniques, you know what I mean? And that way, the way when parents are like, no, like, don't touch him, come to me. But then they still don't do anything. I feel like that that becomes ineffective for the younger siblings because it's like, you know, I can't tell them anything. You want me to come to you. But then when I do tell you, you're like, oh, but like, you're the older sibling, like, ignore them and things like that. So I think there's definitely two ways that it could go. Yeah. When there's older siblings and younger siblings. My older siblings are like grown, mm-hmm. 11 and nine years older than me. So I was kind of <laughs> like the only child all the time. So like, I can't really speak yeah. to like siblings like that. Like I look up to my sisters and like mm-hmm. now that I'm getting older, I, I'm getting a better relationship with them because the age gap is still there, but it doesn't, it doesn't feel, feel like, like it. it. Yeah. But, you know, I can't really speak to that. Yeah. Okay, we should get to the next question. So the next question is, do you think the way you raised, you were raised influences the relationships you have with others? Wait, let's talk about, because we said, what are some parenting styles you will practice? Let's talk about, we also asked, what are some parenting styles you won't practice? Hmm. Right under it, you see that? You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just to put what two things, and two together. Okay, what things so, like that? You have responses? for that question, um, okay, so Laura Katie said, beating my kids but she said discipline will still take place so that's something she doesn't <laughs> want to do um, <laughs> underscore amaya lynn responded she said ignoring what they have to say when they're young pamela dot xi she said abuse gender specific toys slash clothes p underscore nbk that's pauline shout out to you <laughs> she said i'm not gonna try to befriend my kids there's boundaries okay but then she oh i'm sorry i forgot to say for the what she will do she said discipline, they about to get a good beating. <laughs> so that's literally <laughs> Wait, she was Mr. Green just whispered DCM. She <laughs> <laughs> said, don't expose me. Don't try to <laughs> But she also responded, she said strictness, so strictness, um, um, it makes the kids avoid situations and it makes them good liars. Um, <laughs> King dot holy nineteen said spoiling. Trina said, diminishing dreams and comparing them to others. Mm. Princess Kiki94, she said, helicopter parenting. Yeah, that's about it. All right. So before we get into them, can we, what's helicopter parenting? I have no idea. Like being a micro, I feel like it's being a micromanager. Okay. Let's look it up. 
Yeah. Okay. Helicopter parenting is a parent who pays extremely close attention to a child's or children's experiences and problems, particularly at educational institutions. Okay. Interesting. Right. So I've it's micromanaging yeah. on yeah. their back. Believing that everything the teacher says is true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's interesting. One person said not beating them. Like, that's something they don't want to do. But with, like, incorporating discipline... And then another person said, like, discipline is a beating, like a good, like, you know? Yeah. So what do you guys think about that? And what do you guys think about the other ones in general? So I think on the the whole beating thing, I feel like, first of all, I feel like when people hear beating, Be- they think of something like, crazy. Like, yeah. I drag them down the, like, it's <laughs> I'm not. I'm going to give you bruises. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's something they're going to be left with, like, whip mark. Like, it's, <laughs> it's dramatic. Like, first of all, <laughs> I feel like there will be times where my child will have to get beat it'll be at an age where they're able to understand why. Like, you know, so I feel like as, I feel like, for example, like there's an age, I feel like there's an age limit where beating your kids does nothing. Like it literally does nothing. So there's a time period where it's like, okay, it'll be efficient here. And then it's not going to be efficient here. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to be a parent trying to beat my kid when they're 16. Like that doesn't make any sense. They're going to fight me back. Like, you know? So I think that while, yes, like if my kid, let's say I'm, you know, providing everything, you know, I'm not trying to control their life. I'm giving them enough freedom while also giving them guidelines, you know, trying to be the best parent I can. And they just aren't like they're not having it. They want to, you know, act reckless. Yeah, you're going to get you're going to get beat like, you know, you're going to have to get some type of discipline. You're going to have to feel it because like they just want appreciate. Yeah, like you're at that point, you're just being ungrateful. And while there's so many, like, you can talk to your kids and give them those lessons and give those, those heart-to-hearts, but sometimes that's not going to that's not gonna work. So you have to move it up with I think on this, that. I disagree with both of you. I don't, well, obviously I'm not a parent yet. But from where I stand, I don't think I'm going to beat my kids because just in my life, like, I don't know, I haven't seen many positive results. Like, people who beat their kids consistently, I just, <laughs> I haven't seen the kids ever get better. Like, honestly, like, bad kids... Beating them does nothing because they're bad. Like, I feel like there's some point, I don't want to say it's too late, but I feel like there's some things that kids have already learned mm-hmm. that it's going to be really hard to break. And beating them isn't really the solution to the problem. I disagree, kind of. I think that along with a beating has to come, like, and I mean it. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I think there's a lot of times when parents beat their kids. Senses. And, yeah, no yeah, like, they'll beat their kids and then, like, I feel like with a beating also has to come like some type of like like now you're staying home like you know or but like needs, when we go to, a- to this when we go here like you're gonna sit next to me like I feel like there needs to be a backup action along with the beating to like let the kid know like I'm serious I feel like a lot of times when I see people beat their kids now they just beat them or like let they'll be know. or like I see they'll be like oh like I'm sorry. Or like, mm-hmm. oh, like, come here. Or like, they'll give them a reward, I guess. It could be called a reward. Mm-hmm. And the kid forgets about a beating. The beating. Yeah. And so I feel like that's what keeps them bad. I feel like a lot of parents, it's their own anger that really makes them beat a kid. Like, it's not really the point where they're like, I'm trying to teach them. Like, they're just putting their anger onto the child. And so it's just like, they're creating fear, but also like, Sneakiness. See, I feel like, but I feel like at that point, that's not a beating, that's just abuse. Like, you know, like, that's the difference. Like, like I was saying, like, I'm, like, me beating my child would not be like, ah, I'm taking my anger out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's certain things where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm deciding to discipline you in this way based off of the actions that I have seen. 
despite what I've been trying to do. Because yeah. I don't, like, for example, like this whole idea of bad kids, right? Your kid you is maybe as bad as you allow. Yeah, you I know. Make so if I let's say if I raise my kids right, and I'm not I'm not neglecting them, their attention. You know, like I'm making sure that they're fed. I'm making sure I'm involved in their life. All of those things, and they, you know, like if they they communicate with me, like all that stuff, right? Because as a parent, you want to give your child the best experiences. But if my child is going to outside of all that, kind of just not really see it, and they're going to start acting out, and they're going to start doing things. Yeah, you can talk to them, be like, listen. This is not the type of behavior you need. This is not the type of behavior you want, and I'm not going to accept it. And if they're going to go against that even more, at that point, it's like, all right, now you willingly know <laughs> that I'm giving you multiple ways to correct yourself, and you're not doing it. Now this is what I'm going to do. But with that like, same you know, logic, like I can respect your opinion and like that. With that same logic, I feel like if I'm raising my kid the way I want to, a beating is not something I ever ha- will have to. Resort yeah, to. if it doesn't. But I'm saying like it that's the thing. If it happens, like if it's. If that's gonna be the last result, that will be the last result. Like you know what I mean? Because no one we can let Mr. Green talk about (laughs) Well, um I don't I don't agree with beating. (laughs) Um although I grew up getting disciplined beat beat, right? (laughs) Um but I've learned from the psychological damage in um are there other ways to get your point across um, other than putting your hands on them? Um, there's a lot of systematic things going on these days. And, and, and people know these resources and they are holler out the Department of Children and Families mm-hmm. or try to call them in to um, say that they're being abused. Abusive, yeah. Right? And so um, I choose not to put hands on. And I want to tell you that um, in some situations, I definitely hear and understand what y'all are saying because it's like, do you get what I'm asking you to do? Like, do you understand? <laughs> yeah, I can understand. I'm telling you that you need to call and check in. Oh, yeah, I understand that. But then you don't follow through. What's going to work to help change your mindset um, besides me putting my, my hands on you? Um, what can I take away? Mm-hmm. Uh, is that effective? So each kid, it may be something different that's going to work. <laughs> yeah. Right? And so um, immediately now, they're like, you put your hand, you go hands on. They're already trying to take your kid away. Take your kid. You want to call, you know, the Department of Children and Families. Are you safe at home? Get them while they're at school. <laughs> I know that yeah. happened to me. It's true. I had to be, I had to pray. I had to literally sit in schools. Called to the office for whatever reason. Not See, as me as a young kid, I never even understood where I was going to the office for. Everything good at home? I'm like, yeah. Like, And I feel like it's because they don't like, like, again, that whole idea of like, are you safe? And I'm like, okay, like, these people are trying so hard to break up these, you know. Wow. They're not like, they're not actually seeing anything wrong with me. They're just assuming because of a teacher tipping here and that, you know, like, and that stuff really I think has they more think. of a bigger damage. Yeah. yeah like, they're like, oh, I seen that. You know, she's been angry today. Is everything good at home? I'm like, why wouldn't it be? I'm agitated at you. Like, I'm not agitated because, like, I don't want to be here. Like, you know, I feel like that is where a problem gets put in place. So I hear what you're saying. Continue. Yeah, so it's it's different things. And these come from different places. One of the things that I wanted to to talk about also is with the different parenting styles. When one parent can be the disciplinarian and the other one's the nurturer. Yeah. Right. And then there's lack of communication between the parents. 
And so you can't reinforce yeah. what the expectations are at a level to where you want them to feel the impact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I had to do some things, <laughs> you know, just be like, well, there's no, no soccer today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This won't be. And then I had to, there was backlash from the parents, like, you can't do this or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but you had to send a message yeah. through the action to discipline and say, hey, listen, I'm reinforcing this message. I'm the parent. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so it can be very difficult when it comes to co-parenting yeah. and yeah. how, um, what is the expectation? What's the follow through? And actually, what is the kid getting out of it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the kid can be looking like the mom and the dad, like, okay, y'all work this out. Yeah, <laughs> but I know that she's more lenient than you, dad. Yeah, so, so I'm gonna work my I'm way around it. Towards her mm-hmm. and we gonna gang up against you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that parents with kids yeah. they know. They know mm-hmm. whose side to be on at what time. And yeah. with co parenting, I feel like the inconsistency really is what like what ruins the child's idea of like, okay, what's right and what's yeah. wrong? What can I get away with, basically? I can definitely speak to that because like, I, my parents aren't together. Like they haven't been together. And so there's definitely times where like, I'll complain to my mom about my dad or like I'll complain to my dad about my mom. And I feel like they both kind of know, you know what I mean? Cause then they try to play the thing like, oh, well, you know, you're doing this for your dad. and no, but mm-hmm. you do everything for your mom and they can kind of see that. But I feel like, especially with black families, I think co-parenting is a lot of times like not even in the question. Mm-hmm. So like it's it's the kid like knowing what they can do. You know what yeah. I mean? And so when you don't co-parent, that's when there's confusion and that's when there's like, you know, well, I can get away with this mm-hmm. here, so I'm going to do this when I'm home and I'm going to like, you know, I'm not going to do this when I'm with my dad or with my mom. You know what I mean? Like, for example, my dad never ate pork, but like I would eat pork with my mom. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just wouldn't tell him, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And like now that I'm older, like I can say these things, but like. You know, you're just like, okay, like, this has to be a secret. You know what I mean? And so I can recall where there's times when, like, I don't want to go with my dad or, like, you know, because I want to be with my mom because I want to do something, something else and vice versa. You know what I mean? So that definitely is a thing. And I think it's very, very relevant. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking on, like, that whole, like, because, like, my parents aren't, like, they're together. Like, they don't, we don't co-parent, but at the same time, so like you have one who wants to do certain things and one who wants to do the other. Like I remember being little, I would have to find one parent for something. It's like go to your mom. Now go to my mom. It's like go to your dad. And I'm like, all right, well then maybe I'll just decide for myself. Like you know, so, and you'll see. Like and the thing is, like when you have two parents in the same house and you literally see in front of you, like mm. okay, they want this, but they want this. They think this way. They they think that way. My you know this person is more disciplinary than that person, and you're literally staring in front of it. I, sometimes you you honestly forget that it's like you that they're trying to like figure out you know I'm like all right like I just, it seems like I don't even have a problem here it seems like y'all got <laughs> so at that point I'm like okay like how much how can I navigate around this like and I think what's kind of like negative about that kind of way of parenting is that you can go to one parent and be like well you know like you you doing this but that's this so how am I supposed to know like, like and at that point page. yeah like at that point it's like you're kind of using their their lack of communication against them 
Well, I, I would totally agree um, with that lack of communication, and that's called splitting. Mm-hmm. That's what you call it, splitting. When, <laughs> when, a, when a kid is able to split the parents. And so even in the same household, right? Because co-parenting happens inside the same household yeah. or, if, mm-hmm. or if you're outside the same household. I mean, a different household, right? So what I'm trying to say is that with that splitting, when they say, I said no, right? <laughs> and then you go ask your mom. I didn't say go ask your mom. <laughs> yeah, if you go ask your mom on your own, that's what you call splitting. Yeah. Oh. And so, but I'll say, so what did your mother say? <laughs> She said, no, that means no. Right. Um, yes. But sometimes when you're not on the same page mm-hmm. um, and you give them the idea and the expectation first, right? Because mm-hmm. if you're the non-custodial parent and you're giving the kid an idea, thought, and say you in your mind, they're thinking, okay, this is how it's going to be. Then when they get to that parent's house and the parent's like, no, that ain't whatever way it's going to be. Mm-hmm. So now it's a conflict because of what was initiated and what mm-hmm. was said and the expectation is not met. Yeah. And so there's a disappointment in there. So. Yeah. I feel like with that whole subject, it really all depends on like how, how all the communication is, I guess. Like if we're going, if we're bringing all these into consideration to me, it just seems like, okay, that act of like disciplining your children, however that may be, it's all really dependent on following through and how the con- communication between the parents, like, or if you're a single parent, you know, keeping consistency because it only goes as far as you're willing to maintain it. Like, I think if you're like going to be so intentional the next, and like knowing when to, you know, like you don't have to stick by the same thing. Like if you try to follow a pattern and it doesn't work, I think you have to, you have to be aware be of your flexible. own, be aware of your own parenting. Like well, It can be, I, and, I, I oh. think that it could, you can have two different parenting styles and be perfectly fine. Yeah. You just have to understand with each other that there's two different parenting styles yeah. and you know, which way they're going to lean. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not a crime to have two different parenting styles, but yeah, it can be fine. used against you mm-hmm. if you're thinking if of you it in a, negative, mm-hmm. in a negative way. Yeah. It could be used against you. I feel like I'm obviously not a parent yet either or close to that, mm-hmm. but I feel like when two people have a child, like they, a lot of times, like they forget that it's about the child yeah. now. And less about like their own feelings, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so that can kind of like get in the way a lot of times. Yeah. And I hope that when I'm a parent, like I can constantly remember that it's about the child and not about me. And how yeah. the person I'm with remembers that it's about the child. Um, so we're going to get into the next question. Right? Okay, yeah. So the so, next question is, do you think the way you were raised influenced the relationships you have with others? I'm not even going to lie. It's not saved, the response. But the last time I checked, I'm pretty sure it was like uh, 100%. Yes. Okay. (laughs) I think so, too. I think it was, yes. Like, almost everybody, or just about everybody said, the way you were raised influences the relationships (laughs) you have with others. Okay. So, obviously, based on what I think, when I wrote the question, I agreed with it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I agreed with it. And, yeah, I think, to me, it just makes sense. Like, I feel like, even though you may not realize it, especially me, like I may not realize it, but the way you're raised or the kind of parents you have or the kind of like things that you can, you feel open enough to talk about your parents, mm-hmm. that kind of shows how open of, how open of a person you're going to be with like friendships or like romantic relationships or whatever it mm-hmm. may be. Um, and I think that plays out amongst the three of us. Like it's identifiable. And I also feel like, so speaking of that, I also feel like how 
clothes off your outer appearance could um, result in someone being super open to strangers. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, that's true. I think there's a, a thing that, like, for example, like, there are people who be like, I can't tell my parents anything, but they'll spill their life to, to whoever they consider a friend. And not saying that that's good or bad. I don't even, I don't know. Like, I don't, I can't really speak on it because I haven't really experienced that crazy. But I can see how that's kind of like, um, like a problem. Yeah, I think. Um, I do feel like the way you're raised by parents influences your relationships with other, and I also feel like your parents' relationships influence your relationships. Mm. Like yeah. I, my my ho- whole household is ridiculous. Like it's something. It's just a just a bunch of it's just change, and you know it's a lot. So I think that plays into the way that my relationships are because I want my relationship to be more maintained and. You know, like sometimes I'm used to chaos that people aren't used to, so they gotta have to get used to that. Like I feel like all those things kind of play into it, but it's something that you're used to. So mm-hmm. it's like you decide if you want to bring that into your other relationships, or if you, or if you don't. And like in my case, there's things that that I have in my household that I bring into certain relationships because I'm like, yeah, that's me. So I'm gonna bring that. And there are some mm-hmm. things where it's like, okay, that's a mess. I don't want anything to do with that, so yeah. I'm not gonna even try and practice it. You know, so I could definitely see that. I think it's very critical what you're saying. It's important um, because I know, like in past um, relationships, and you're talking about family and getting to know these people. Um, you can better understand them when you get them around their family and say, "Oh, that's why you do that." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. because or for instance. When the way that people demonstrate love, like my family is a very loving, um, affectionate, yeah. holding family, right? <laughs> yeah. So they're going to tell you they love you and they're going to hug you. Mm-hmm. And um, some people, families are not like that. They yeah. demonstrate love yeah, differently. That's it. Yeah. So when yeah. you get into a relationship, <laughs> no and you used to, you're used to hugging on somebody and demonstrating love this way. And they don't demonstrate that back to you. And how are you thinking like, yeah. <laughs> Like, One example not, I can use, like, Damaya. Yeah. Oh, my, when I first started becoming friends with Damaya in, like, junior year. <laughs> oh, you guys, she We're not even getting into that. Continue. Anyway, when me and Damaya first, because I was always friends with Brianna, if you guys don't know. When me, and Brianna started, when me and Damaya started becoming friends, like, she would always be talking about, I love, like, when we were talking on the phone. Yeah. And she'd be like, I love you. And I'd be like, what? <laughs> in my head, I'll kind of be... In my head, not yeah. disgusted, but I would just feel like, all right, that's too much. <laughs> or like when she would try to hug me and stuff in the morning or just people showing that kind of affection, I would just somehow be turned off by it. Like I wouldn't know how to respond to it because mm. I don't even say I love you to my parents like on the daily, which <laughs> yeah. is not good. But it's just something that we're so used to. It's kind of like unsaid. Yeah. And so I would just be turned off. and I'm like, you know what? I really don't know how to show affection mm. without my like, you know, my actions can show it, but my words would not yeah. show it. So, yeah, I mean, and speaking on that, as I've gotten older, like starting in junior year or whatever, I've tried to become more affectionate because I know that I'm not affectionate. Like, mm-hmm. like when I was a kid, like I would like tell my parents, like when I was really little, like, oh, I love you. But like, I still feel weird saying that, like, mm-hmm. especially to my dad. Like, we Why? should, I don't know. It's just like when, like, as I was like growing up in like middle school and stuff, we didn't really say it. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's not that he didn't love me. I know he loves me to death. But it just feels weird hearing the words, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, but he always would try to hug on me and things like yeah. that. And I'll be like, Daddy, your beard is freaking me. Like, get <laughs> off of me and stuff like that. And so he would always tell me, like, you need, like, you're not affectionate. And so as I've gotten older, 
it's something that can click in my mind and that I try to work on. And that's why, like, when I do appreciate people in my life or, like, when I like when I feel like I love them, you say and not in a relationship, because I, I don't know when I will get to that point. <laughs> but like in terms of other relationships um, in my life, I try to show and I try to tell people that I love them and that I appreciate them yeah. because I feel like some people you people need to hear that sometime. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? And like I'm like, I really have a lot of working on my affection but I'm really, that's something that I'm intentional about. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that you put, that experience put me in a place to think about it. Like, I'm not yeah. going to sit here and say I've changed. Like, I love you guys. Like, but it's made me way more yeah. open and like, you know. I feel like for me, like, I feel like I've always had, I always wanted to be like, you know, affectionate and tell my siblings all stuff. Like, oh, I love you guys. All that but like, we grew up mostly like. We're yell. That's how that's how we would get across <laughs> yeah. everything we felt. Like we just talked loud. If we were trying to tell you something because you cared about you, it came out through yelling. Like you just had to you just had to know, like, I'm yelling at you because I can't like even down to saying that, like anytime we said something, we had to yell it or we had to say, you know, aggressive. And so we ought like growing up, you just kind of got used to that. And it's like, all right, like I started to realize, oh yeah, she I know she I know she cares, all that stuff. Like, but even getting older, I remember I used to tell my siblings and my parents, like, you know, like I used to get emotional. Like you go, we never said I love you and all that stuff. Like you know, we always argue and blah blah. blah. And they're like, and my sister be like, Rihanna, like relax. Like you know, like obviously we're here for each other. You know, like it's an unspoken like I love you. But I would still egg it on. Like when my sister went to college, I would be like, Yo, July, like we're gonna go when Zayna leaves. We're gonna hug her and all that stuff. Like and you can see she'll get uncomfortable, but she's still cheesing. Like you know, so it's like it's while yes, you can have that kind of unspoken. Like sometimes it is good to show. Because some people don't see it. Like, you know, like there's yeah. some times where you'd be like, well, do I? Like, I'll question, like, how come I feel like I can't really go to you guys about certain things? And and they'll have to be like, well, Brianna, like you, you can. Like, they'll have to say it. I'm like, see, hearing it is what helps. It's a reassurance. Mm -hmm. And so like times I'll be on the phone with my parents, like my mom, she's pretty affectionate. You know, like my mom will hug me random times. Like, oh, you know, and I'm like, oh, OK, hi, mom. Like, you yeah. know, but like with my dad, he's not really around as often. I barely hug my dad. Like, I only hug him in milestones. Like, oh, me going to college? All right. I'll, I'll hug him. You we know, remember? Right. I, you guys are, you know. graduate? Like, <laughs> sis, you know. But I would, like, there would be times where I'm like, you know, my dad isn't really, like, he works in a whole other state. Like, you don't know what could happen. You know, here two days, like, this time where you have to start showing affection. So, when you know, I call him, like, all right, bye. And I'm like, love you. And sometimes I'll sit on the phone and wait to hear it. And he's like, all right. And I'm like, all right. He's like, okay. I'm like, okay. He's like, love you, bye. I'm like, all right, bye. <laughs> you know? Like, you got to force it. Because it's like, I I know that there's part of me that really likes me in affection. And with the, the whole Demaya thing, like, when Demaya used to be like, oh, I love you guys. Like, she'll get out affection. I'm like, oh, my gosh, Demaya. But, like, it's, it's gotten easier wow. for me to be like, love you, too. Like, you know, because yeah. I really do. So, I'm just like, why don't I just start expressing? Because while I know for for my household, it's easy to be like, you know, I care about you, whatever, like brush it off. But it's not always going to be like that for people. So I like kind of understand both. Well, I want to do both. Like some people, you don't need to hug yeah, them all the you time. You have well, to I know. Think, I think that it's important yeah. to even to hear that, especially the feedback um, to the parents, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. To see how my parenting or how my expectations is taking and how you feel about it, yeah. right? Because with me, you can't tell me you love me <laughs> without showing me you love me. Yeah. yeah. And you can't show me you love me without telling me. So yeah. it's, a, it's not a matter of um, either or, but a matter of both. Yeah. And. 
right? <laughs> yeah. I need to hear it and I need you to show it, demonstrate yeah. it. And so um, it's very critically important because when you get into relationships, it can see, yeah, yeah. It can really that, see that it's okay that, that yeah. oh, I never had this. I don't know how it works. That's the problem. Like yeah, parenting you know. really does affect. Like, yeah, like, like sometimes I'll just like say to my mom or dad, mom, like, can I have a hug? Like, can I come hug you? I try to do that, <laughs> so then I'm like, you know, like, and they'll be like, yeah, like, why not? But you know, it's just like I don't it's see good it, for yeah. me to know that I can't. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And so it's definitely something that I want to be intentional about. Yeah, yeah I have to work I on it because it's like, wow. I can say, oh, I want to be the parent who's going to love my kid and this, but it's like, if I really don't have that kind of relationship yet, like fully with my parents, I can't really say I'm going to be the type of parent that's going to be so affectionate. No, you know I think I, you can't. Yeah, because like for me, like I have little cousins and I that's how I knew I would be affectionate because so. every time I see my kid, like, I think oh, come here, like yeah. I'll do things for them. I can see like that, that, but so I just like, feel like I, I want to practice it more. Yeah, yeah, I think you can because just like Brianna was saying, like there's things that she wants to take and things that she doesn't want mm-hmm. to take from her household. I think that if you're, if you know, like, okay, like I want to be that loving type of parent, yeah. you'll try hard to work on it. I like, think I will. It will, like, be, it will be a challenge. It will yeah. be new, but I think that I want it's to work not on possible. it. I just don't want, because sometimes like things that are, I can't see, it's like you're being like, you're being mad emotionless right now. I'm just like, oh, like, you know, <laughs> I'm like, okay, like, let me try to work on that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, we can move on to the next. What's the next question? Why is it hard for parents and children to understand each other? Okay. I feel like we kind of touched on this. Yeah. So we don't have to say a lot. Do yeah. you want to start, I, Mr. Green? Do you want to say something about it? I don't know. Why is it hard for parents and children to understand each other? There's only a couple people that responded to this. Um, I know speaking from ex- experience, um, I wonder if people are looking to be understood. <laughs> Honestly, no, like, because when true. you have your opinion, mm-hmm. okay, dad, yeah, okay, uh, yeah, and it doesn't really matter because you already yeah. make up your mind. Are yeah. you trying to be? Do you understand what I'm telling you? Yeah, yeah, I understand, but I'm not interested in it. Mm-hmm. So, why is it hard for parents and children to understand each other? Is there a desire to actually understand mm-hmm. um, what we're talking about and what you're saying? Because communication. It's critically important, um, but sometimes it's difficult if you have make up your own mind. Yeah. If you have in your mind what you want to do and how you want to do whatever you want to do, you ain't you no, don't care to understand. Nothing. Yeah. I'm gonna do what I want to do. Like for instance, <laughs> <laughs> for instance, like um, with this fashion thing, right? Mm-hmm. And these clothing. <laughs> okay, it's a yeah. very difficult we go topic. This too. <laughs> and with uh, my daughter and I. Um, because of my understanding of provocative dress dressing versus her understanding is like this is what everybody's wearing, you know. And I'm like, well, this ain't what everybody's thinking. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm yeah. trying to get you to understand. Yeah. Like, you dress a certain way, and I don't. She doesn't understand it. I won't say she don't understand it. But like you said, like this question is saying, maybe she don't agree with it. So one time she, you know, she get frustrated and she said, Dad, you know, I'm, I'm going to write it down. Right. Written expression. Mm-hmm. So she wrote it down and said, my style mm-hmm. is my style. Yeah. And I get that part. But do you understand 
the point that I'm trying to make. Yeah. yeah. Right? And I see, you know, you have your yeah, stomach showing. Torso out. And that, you know, your torso out, right? <laughs> and so, um, you know, she would come in and point to that and they'd be like, well, you want me to follow these girls? Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I so see it. you see that everybody... It's like, have... don't follow me, but, you know. <laughs> but, um, I definitely... That's a good point. Yeah. Go so, ahead. Go ahead. I want you to, I want you to you help can me. Roll. I just wanted to, to know how to open up the lines of communication around that because... It is. It hits like a yeah a brick yeah. wall, right? Mm-hmm. And then here comes the shutdown. And then here comes the I don't want to tell dad yeah. this. And then I'm finding out well, why didn't you tell me this before? Oh mm-hmm. uh, well, you know. Or I'll ask. I know you got some other clothes on, right? <laughs> right. You got some more clothes. You coming over there with those biker shorts or whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> why is you even getting out the house and coming over here like yeah. that? Yeah. Um, she's like, yeah, I do got some, but I can tell she's aggravated. Mm-hmm. Um, um, that goes to like the co-parenting type of thing too. Like, especially when it's your dad telling you, like, he, he's like, oh, like I know how other men think this, yeah. this, and that, and you know, your mom, she's just like, you look cute, like you yeah. know what I mean. And it's not that both of them aren't telling you that you look cute, but for me, for example, I hear this from my dad, and like. There's there would be times when I'm younger and I'll be like, okay, like I know I can't wear these short shorts. You know what I mean? I know I can't wear them with my dad or sometimes I will wear them. And I'm like, I'm just ready to take the tongue lashing today. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) And it's you do have your mind made up. And like, I know for me, for example, unconsciously, I'm always thinking about like, okay, I need to cover myself. Mm -hmm. You know, like I need to not wear anything too revealing. As you get older, the stereotype is that you're supposed to wear skimpy things. Like, for example, for at parties, like I still struggle with like dressing appropriately for a party because I'm like, I'm not the type to show a lot, but this is how you're supposed to dress to a party. And so like, it's a constant battle, I think. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I don't think that she's, not listening to you or that she doesn't understand because i understand what my dad is saying and it's always in the back of my mind it's just that sometimes you're just like okay but like i just want to do this you know yeah, what i mean absolutely. and so yeah, yeah. um i think that i think that that you're telling her this and that you care i think it's gonna stick with her more rather than you just letting her do what she wants to do and just yeah. wear what she wants to wear well, without I've, saying anything i've had that i'm sorry well, if you're responding to that, you should yeah, respond. Yeah, well, I've had this conversation um, plenty of times with her. Um, and I do want to let her know that um, I understand. It's a um, struggle. And even when we go shopping, listen, <laughs> I've noticed that because I've been actively engaged in her life, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, and going shopping, I think, where the rest of these clothes at? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. This is the clothes that they got to offer, right. <laughs> or or you know going to um these stores and the, and the jeans. I'm like, those are skin tight jeans, or they just look skin tight. Yeah. They're like, damn, look, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> I do that. I'm like, there's space. I gotta put, I gotta put a belt on. There's space. Right. <laughs> there's, there's space in here, and I'm just like, man, they don't look like no space. So <laughs> sometimes the way that the clothes are, um, and then the the expectation and like the do you know proper dress that's why i say to her like that's inappropriate 
about inappropriate you know there's certain ways or like we going to church and i'm just like where you going like that (laughs) right like you know she got those heels on and i'm just like you can wear flats (laughs) but and then so i just have to learn to you know adjust so sometimes she goes and have me a towel, right? <laughs> because she's she's getting kind of tall, and so she put her leg up. I'll be like, okay, put your leg up. Oh, that's right so here. cute. Yeah. You know, and you have to even in the pew because oh, dude, you know what I mean? Again, yeah. Okay, dude. Oh, right? <laughs> yeah. But I'm um, learning to model like yeah. You just have to um cover up yourself and, and, and just be presentable. Yeah, yeah. that's what my dad tells me all the time. Yeah, and like. Go ahead. I forgot. So I was thinking, so one thing that I want to touch base on the whole understanding each other, I feel like parents and children, I feel like there is an understanding. People don't want to admit it. Like, you know, like I know that there is times where I would go through full discussions with my parents and it would seem on an outer appearance. Like you just love arguing back on stuff. And it's like, no, it's just, I can see what you're saying. Like I, I would tell people like, I understand. Do you understand? Like, you know, like, and, and you can see when it's one sided and you can see when it's mutual understanding. Because when it's mutual understanding, you don't even care when the conversation ends because it's like, all right, as long as you get my mm. point, I get you. This is over. Like, we don't even have to keep talking about it. But when the conversation starts getting real, like, you know, when you want to feel like you really got to push a point, that's when you know someone doesn't understand. Because if you feel like you need to push your point so heavy, it's like, okay, well, someone must not understand something. So I noticed that a lot, you know, when I was younger, I used to, I, I used to, Try so hard, like I felt I was so I felt like I was so misunderstood. Like I'm like, every time like I try to say something, nobody understands it. And people would look at me like, oh, Brianna, cause you this, you know, you know, and then I got older and I started realizing, okay, I just start reiterating what they're saying. Oh, I'm like, so you're saying this? And like, yeah, I'm like, all right, I'm saying this. You understand? Yeah. I'm like, all right, this is done. Like, you know, cause it's just sometimes just about admitting. I understand what you're saying, you understand what I'm saying. You may not agree, but at least you understand. And mm. going into the whole, like, the whole conversation, like, especially with clothing, like, my parents, like, there have been, my parents pretty much, for the most part, gave me freedom to kind of dress the way, like, you know, like, it was never uh, those pants too tight. And, like, I liked wearing different style. Like, I, like, I liked wearing long skirts. I liked wearing, you know, like, cute little outfits, stuff like that. And my parents never were, like, so strict on, like, you need a cover up. But, but I just started to learn, like, there's a time and a place, like, you know, like, mm. if I'm going to a formal event. I need to dress formal. If I don't want people looking at me this way, I'm not going to put those on. If I'm going to a event where I'm like, you know what? I want to pop out a little today. I'm, you know, like there, I feel like there has to be an understanding. And I feel like the way you carry yourself behind it is also important because you have people who are put on these skimpy outfits and you just know they're not comfortable. Like you can just see it. You can just see it the way they're or walking. Or they act a fool. Yeah, too. or they act too much. And you're like, okay, so now you're looking for something or you just want to fit in. Mm-hmm. And then there's people who's like, okay, yes. Like, for example, like, you know, I'm wearing this. Like, I was like, I put it on. I was like, oh, it looks cute. Walk out the house. Don't mean when I'm, people are walking, I'm like this. Yes, you know, <laughs> like, I still make sure my belly button is covered because sometimes I, I, there's too much. Like, you know how people have this stuff right up? It's too much. So it's like, yeah, like, I know if I'm putting this on, Listen, you're going to get looked at this way. Are you prepared for that? Yes. Right. And if I'm prepared for it, I'm going to make sure that I'm carrying myself in a way of like, yes, I may have this on. And yes, you know, this was a little risky today. I might admit, you know, like not this, obviously. But like there are times I'm like, this is a bit risky. I have to make sure I have myself together so people aren't trying to approach me any in any way. Like, you know. Does that, the question is, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Does that happen to where 
people will approach you because of your attire? I there would be times. There would be times. I remember this one time when I was younger. I had just got this dress from um, Marshalls. It was a cute dress, mind you. It wasn't. It wasn't super tight. It wasn't anything. It was just a nice little flowy dress. But I'm tall, so my legs were out. And I would walk, I was walking downtown. My sister, you know, we were like, yeah, let's walk downtown. And you just hear people beeping. They're like, eh, yeah, yeah. You got people like, ah, you know, like screwing on the window. And I'm like, all right, let's turn around. Like, it was just, you know, it was uncomfortable. And from there, I knew like, okay, these dresses that are a, li- a bit short, even if they're loose, it's not really going to fly. So from there, I was like, okay, I like skirts. I'll just put a little more length to them, especially in high school. For me, I had to do a length check. Like, <laughs> I would, you would see people walk in with those, you know, Charlotte Rouge dresses that went right up to their thighs. I'd walk in with a pencil skirt and it's like, can you put your hands to your side? Because I'm tall. So, you know, like your figure, it gets looked at differently. So from there, I kind of figured, you know what? I don't even want to bother with this uncomfortable of people looking at me. And, and, you know, the reaction, it doesn't even happen sometimes when I'm wearing things. I'll be wearing a regular T-shirt and pants. And you still have people like, oh, oh. So it's just like, okay, I realize that sometimes you can't even control the reactions you have. I can only control what I'm doing and what I'm putting out. If I'm going to put out a, hey, you know, this outfit's cute. Look at me. I know what I'm doing, you know, and I have to acknowledge that. So if people get that reaction, I can't be like, oh, how dare you? You know, like it, you have to know. So, so I have to dress away that I want to be cheap. Like, I don't want to look, I don't want people looking at me if I go into a workplace looking at me up and down. So I'm putting on some loose clothes. So you think you know? that, I mean, in, in sharing that information, do you think that um, having that discussion with parents, I mean, when you just said that to me and you admitting that at certain times you're looking for certain people things. People know what they're doing when they wear yeah, things. Yeah. Okay, being honest with me, you know, I'm like, because I would ask you, <laughs> he what really you doesn't want to yeah. <laughs> Like, what like, are you looking for? You need some attention? Yeah. yeah. Or what is it? So, but sometimes it's not even that. Sometimes I want to look cute and I'll be like, this okay, looks so, cute. Like, so you know. you telling me that's yeah. what it is, that mm-hmm. I want to look cute. And I, I feel like shape. the problem, yeah, and I feel like the problem with people with the understanding that gets surprised, people don't want to admit that. Like, if I go to my sister, I'm like, oh, Cardi, you trying to look cute today. The automatic is no, like please, yeah. like you know, like, there would be times where I tell my little sister, you know, she used to be like a tomboy. I used to be like, Kai, you gonna want to get into all that makeup? Stuff. You know, you want to look cute one day. Stop acting up. I see her now. Hair, she go to bed with her hair done and leg <laughs> accessories. She come out, she got the the lip gloss. I'm like, okay, trying to keep. Oh please, like I do this. I'm like, just admit it. Like I know you know what I'm talking about. You know, like, yeah. so it's just that a sense of accepting and yes. admitting it because yes. I think there's better. It's a better understanding when you at least say. I understand that this is a thing and I will incorporate addressing more appropriately for the way that I want to be looked at. But I'm getting older. Some things I kind of like to wear, you know, I feel like I want to, you know, test in. Some people aren't even secure with their bodies enough to even put on things, but they want to try. And I feel like if you have that communication, you're telling your parents, look, I'm not trying to be, you know, this girl who's trying to get everyone's attention, but I want to try certain things. And I know that there's going to be this reaction. If you could trust that I'm not going out acting crazy, you know, you can right. trust that I can wear these clothes. This is kind of an unpopular opinion. I don't care. But, <laughs> um, like, you were saying, like, you know the reaction yeah. that you're going to get if you wear certain things. A lot of women and girls, they, they get mad yeah. when they do, when somebody does say something about their shape or does say something about what they're wearing. But at the end of the day, everybody knows what they're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, mm. yes, it might be a style, it might be a trend, but you also know, like, yeah. okay, like, this is what's going to happen. And so, to me, it feels wrong sometimes when 
people think that they could just go out and what they want to and that there's not going to be a consequence. Like, you, there's a consequence for everything. You know what I mean? And so that's my unpopular opinion. Another thing that also goes along with co-parenting and that's like the next question kind of is like society and social media so mm-hmm. like nice you have <laughs> this bump you have like you said like this is what's in like you know what i mean and so now your parents are not only struggling with trying to teach you but they're also struggling with okay but like when she's away from me mm-hmm. all these other outside influences are influencing her it. and so yeah. like when i said like when you know it's when people say oh like don't don't um question me about what i'm wearing like i'm wearing this for me you have to battle with that mm-hmm. that idea like dad like you're telling me this but i'm wearing this for me it's like no guy should be looking at me because it's about me you know what i mean and so there's a constant struggle there really is a constant well, you struggle believe that, really? yes with your parenting style and what goes on outside of your, of your house and so specifically with the dressing thing i think that that's a huge one because there's so many influences mm-hmm. in like you know with deep feminism movements and things like that we women um don't want these kinds of negative consequences yeah. and so like when you're trying to teach your daughter that's that's a struggle that's gonna come you're gonna have to be on. like i know i know that all these other things are gonna get at her and yeah it's gonna attract her and it's gonna exactly. make her want to make her curious about it where she wants to explore it and then like, i think yeah. that this generation like as time keeps progressing i feel like they're pushing the like the quote unquote, acceptable boundaries like mm. if our parents will say like even things as simple as like bathing suits, like yeah. our pa- like the way our parents see things as revealing and the way we're starting to see things and like time keeps pushing and social media keep pushing the limits of like clothing, like yeah. the fashion industry, like Fashion Nova, like they keep pushing the limit of what's acceptable to wear how, on a regular day. How much can I get with the very little? Yeah. Like, yes. Like how like, much coverage like, do I get with top these season became like bralettes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, it irks me yeah. when I see people wearing crop tops every day, like at school. All In the, the winter. Yeah. Like, I'm it's like, just right. like, come on. <laughs> that's, like, it's cold. No, and, that's a crop top. Has but one. not okay this is a crop top this is more like a folded crop top a crop top really is like it's more belly button and i have a few that i still can't seem to wear because it yeah. just looks weird sometimes i'm like, and like it's just like you there. don't want to put yourself out there like that yeah. you know what i mean and i think it's a time and a place sometimes it's like okay i'm gonna put a crop top on a cardigan and like high pants yeah but it just really keeps pushing like you know mm-hmm. there's only so yeah. much you can wear a crop it's top the point before. people are wearing bathing suit tops as regular tops and i'm like that's not that's not for every day. Like you go on the water with that. Like you know, like that's something for when you're swimming and you you want to have the best. You know, it's it's the middle of the day. What are you doing with a bathing suit top on? Like you know, like stuff like that is just like all right. Like, yeah, and I think that's definitely an unpopular opinion. It is, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like when you when you raise your child to like have some type of morals, and then society is like telling her or him like. That it's okay to do whatever you want to do it's hard and like yeah i definitely see that like with our parents or with you or like when i have a child when i have children that's something that i definitely feel like i will struggle with just yeah. because like i want to teach my children like there is a right way and there yeah. is a wrong way 
But I feel like that that's also because a lot of parents can be thinking the same way. They're like, I'm trying to teach my kids what's right. Yeah. But their closed mind, they can't even accept the fact that their kid would do something yeah. to the point where they don't even want to talk right. about it. Because yeah. like your kid is already, if sure they're not doing it, they're thinking about it or they're wanting to. And right? at that point, you say like, come. you just wouldn't do that. Like, that's not you. Like you're yeah. already kind of creating the divide. Yeah. I feel like, can I cut you off? I feel yeah. like <laughs> my approach would be like, Making it so that I'm a real big influence in my kid's life. Like, you know, that whole idea. Oh, I look up and I I look up to my mom. I respect the thing that she does. I love the woman she is, you know, like, because kids do see parents at some point as like their superhero. They're, oh, I want to be just like my mom. Like, you know, and so if you're if you're showing your kids by example, like, you know, like this is how I am like telling my kids stories. Oh, yeah. Like when I was young any day to this age stuff like that like and not forcing it on them but just showing them like you know this is it kind works of like and all they see it and they're like you know I respect my mom and I want to take some of those morals with me and mm-hmm. while yes there's temptations like for example like there's some things that my parents do like mom does not dress crazy like my parents my dad I actually still respect my dad for not wearing tight pants like honestly <laughs> like and the fact that he doesn't wear like he's not a shoe, uh, sneaker head like my dad wears shoes and I'm like you know what I want you know my brother Cause, you know, my brother captured me, but I wanted to be able to dress like that. Like, the way that my dad dresses, like, that's how I want men to continue to dress. Like, that is decent dressing. That's nice. Like, you know, like, that's the stuff that I would take. So, while it's, like, my parents aren't forcing anything on me. Like, my dad, mm-hmm. mom, they're not telling me what to wear. They're not buying clothes for me. Like, whatever clothes I buy, they look at it. They're like, oh, that's nice. But I see kind of, like, the way that they do things. Like, you just see it. And there's some things you have to respect. And that's one of those things. Like, how people are dressing. I don't want to be forcing my kids to dress certain types of ways. Yes, there are, when they're little and I am dressing up, you're going to wear the clothes that I give you. When you get older, I just want you to see, like, look, if this is the kind of outcome, you see how my relationships are, you see how my, you know, the responses I get, if that's what you want, this you can, this, you can take it or you can't. Like, you know, yeah. like, that's how you see it. It's kind of like just seeing it and then trusting that they could take what they need. Yeah, my parents are, like, mad traditional. But, like, I never really, when I was younger, wanted to rebel against them <laughs> yeah. like I didn't really want to follow in their footsteps but I never wanted to rebel and I'm just glad because I feel like a lot of people like they do want to do the exact opposite of their parents mm-hmm. yeah. and that kind of creates like but this is my style but it's like it's really not and so I'm just glad about that mm-hmm. but like I think I've de- developed my own style and I don't know I'm just thankful because I feel like a lot of people really do have wardrobes based on social media mm-hmm. and based on like the influence especially you know in Springfield people wear uniform at school so, like, when it's not, when they're not in school, they use that moment to really dress <laughs> up, like, you know? And there's times when all of us are influenced yeah. by outside forces. Like, that's yeah. just going to happen. But I yeah, think that... Yeah, we're is, not sitting here saying we wear turtlenecks every day. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, Because... When at a party <laughs> listen I'm gonna say it I'm gonna like, do it if you see us at a party or if you see us taking pictures at a party like you might be like, like oh that's them right. <laughs> you're talking all this stuff <laughs> about covering and da da and here you are with your crop top and your Sphinx you know like your whatever it's like yeah but yeah like, I don't well, know I'm, there's a time and a place and also I think it's just about how you operate with whatever you have on. Yeah, and how much you can accept. Yeah, operate meaning how you carry yourself. Yeah, yeah. like how you carry yourself and what you're willing to accept. And like because we're not saying, on, yeah, we're not saying, oh, I don't do this because it's bad. And no, well aware of what's going on, and I know what the consequences, good or bad, are, and I accept them. That's why you can't tell me anything. Like, yeah, like, like, <laughs> like if I go to a party, I'm not gonna be going to a party alone, dressed like this, and just be getting myself. Whoops. getting myself messed up like you know <laughs> yeah. I would be with my friends and making sure I'm aware of like you know my yeah. situation what you mean by messed up 
Just people get messy. Get messy. Right? <laughs> people get messy. Nah, Why are you trying messy. to catch me on the... <laughs> catch me on the record. Catch me on the podcast. <laughs> I bleed the pit. Right? <laughs> but yeah, I think that... I forgot what I was going to say. But I just think that um, when you have... Like parent-child relationships... Um, be also the parent being able to understand the child too mm-hmm. because or being willing to at least listen to the child because mm-hmm. the, a lot of times that gets in the way too mm-hmm. of like your relationship with your child and then social media so like you have to be willing to hear your child out because if she's telling you well dad like this is what i'm learning elsewhere Mm. See where she's coming from. You know what I mean? And then then teach her a lesson based on that. Not not just you, but like anybody. Like just teach them a lesson based on, okay, like I hear what you're saying. I've thought about what you're saying. And so like this is my take on it too. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I think that there it gives your child a lot of room to look up to you mm-hmm. and want to do the things that you're doing. I feel like for a lot of parents, they can't even like understand comprehend what social media like how it actually operates like and their child having that knowledge it's like oh like you're so old like you know you don't really know how it works yeah and like the child has such a deep understanding of it that it's like a secret world away from you yeah so they know that however they can operate on there you won't probably find it like you know whatever like media they have like instagram Mm -hmm. they probably won't follow you and Literally, they can get away with a lot on there, so it's like that's, especially the that's another secret. Yeah, basically. the younger they are, the more yeah. secret they are. I can. And that's never, why you can't. And that's why I feel like it's so important that you don't try to pound your own thinking onto someone because it's only gonna propel them. It's only gonna make them be like, well, you know what? If he thinks so strongly this way and he's not willing to even hear what I have to say, why should I go and tell him anyway? I and think there's there's like there's a time. Yeah, like the there's yeah when you have to step. And but I just feel like it's important that there's open communication. Like, that's the most important thing. Like, it just circles back to everything. If your child doesn't even want to tell you, you can't even do anything about it. Regardless of what your outcome is, you won't even get the chance because they're not even going to tell you. So it's like, that is what's really important about it. Because you, everyone knows all the forces that are going to take place. Everyone knows that there's no formula. There's outcomes that you weren't expecting. No matter what you do, this certain things are just going to happen. But if you had that communication, it doesn't matter because you're willing to at least know about it. Like, they'll tell you, like, yeah. oh, this thing I found on Instagram, mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, like, ooh. you snooping. When, when you're yeah. sitting on the couch next to like your have like this, it's like, like, you know how they, <laughs> pre-teens and teenagers have their phone on lock, like, yeah. they have a passcode, they have their Instagram mm-hmm. fingerprint. They have different things. contact names for people, mm-hmm. so when they phone, they gotta face it down. <laughs> That's a, my yeah. phone be like this. Honestly, yeah. anybody calling me? Oh, who's right. this person? My, oh, dad, someone. my like, dad was on the phone with my phone with you for yeah. two hours last night. And like all these text messages were coming through. And I'm just like, okay, like whatever. Yeah. I cannot imagine not having any of my parents on social media. If I'm like, woo-hoo. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, you know how people are like, uh-uh, I'm not putting my parent. I cannot the imagine. The only thing I would, I wouldn't add them on Snap. But that's Snap just, is just too old for that. I don't Snap. My mom's only on Facebook and I don't use Facebook. I, I, I have her, but I don't use it. So it's like, well. But I'm just saying, like, to be younger than me, not having your parents on social media, I think that's crazy. And I would, like, I would show her, like, my pictures and stuff that I post. Like, I don't think there's anything that I have to hide from my parents on social media. And also, I don't think it's anything that, like, 
Like, you know, people post themselves doing all this crazy stuff on mm-hmm. their stories. Maybe having private like, stories. I wouldn't even do that. Even though I don't have my parents, I wouldn't do that because it's like... It's just it's like, just like there's certain Because you represent you yourself. Because at that point, you're not even confident enough to be... Like, if you can't be confident open with your family, then how, you know, how are you even doing it? Like, that... Yeah. Like, obviously, I, un- I understand how people are doing it. But, like, it's just weird to me because if, if I can't open my Instagram page and show my parents what's on there then I'm clearly not that proud of it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there must be yeah, some kind of negative reason because why wouldn't I be able to be like, this This photo was cute, right? Like, my parents should be able to go through my camera roll and be like, oh, like, you know, and I shouldn't be like, if they find that. There might be some, <laughs> there might be some embarrassing photos that they might want to put because you know when parents see photos, like, oh, you're so cute. And I'm like, that photo is ugly. Like, there might be that, but if I can't be like proud of what I'm doing outside, why, like, I shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, like, I shouldn't. That's, that's the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. But any last comments? Anything you want to say? Well, I just um, want to say thank you for allowing me to come on on this podcast. It's a very powerful conversation, and I learned a lot because I'm still growing as a parent. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe that I'll never arrive, so to speak, like, oh, because I can always grow and learn. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do want to talk a little bit about... My next event. Oh, okay. okay. That's coming okay. up. Um, it is the, the National Million Fathers March. Oh. Um, so it's going to take place at Pottinger Elementary School. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the third year that we're participating in the National Million Fathers March, where we invite fathers and father figures to come into the schools, elementary schools, to encourage literacy development in the lives of our children um, and their educational development. So um, this year, last year, they were over, we were over 92 cities across the states. Oh, wow. This is a national movement. Um, and fathers and father figures, and I have even, even on Eventbrite, because I got the event set up on Eventbrite. Mm-hmm. I'll have Eventbrite. And um, I see mothers registering. And this is definitely um, a father-driven event. But we don't exclude moms and allow them, yeah, to, um, we allow them to actively participate also. Because um, when we're talking about parenting um, at Seeds of a Father, and us being dedicated to the well-being and enrichment of father-child relational development, we make sure that we host events that are going to empower father-child relational Mm -hmm. development. And so we have a campaign called Presence Over Presence. Where we mm. encourage fathers, we encourage fathers to give the insurmountable gift mm-hmm. that lasts a lifetime, mm-hmm. which is their presence. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you're in the life of your children or in the life of a child, what um, are they learning while in your presence? Yeah, that is like... So, presence. Over presence. I am blown away, Mr. Green. That, that, that is great. That was smooth. Yeah. That was smooth. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good one. Thank but you. But yeah, so. million. What is Wednesday, it? Wednesday followers March. Million, it's September twenty seventh. Yeah. So the time is going to has changed. Um, from it's going to be from nine thirty to yeah. to eleven. Yeah. Nine thirty to eleven. I have to do some updating on the picture. Yeah. But I did change it on the Mm-hmm. They'll be able to come into the school, Pondra Elementary. They're going to be greeted. They're going to um, learn the significance of being involved in the life of your children or a child. Wow. You're going to be dispatched to the classrooms mm-hmm. to read to um, these different grade levels. 
And you're going to have an opportunity to be able to share your career, your profession with the classroom. Of course, they're going to be able to ask questions and then you can transition um, home or back to work. Now, what's critically important is that with the Springfield Public School System, they're asking all participants to be Corey checked, right? Mm -hmm. To make sure um, that they have their um, Corey checked because to be an active participant in the volunteer department. Um, and it's a great thing to be able to get done because if you want to be a chaperone, if you want to go on trips, if you want to do career day, mm -hmm. if you want to be actively involved in, in the life of your child at school, you're going to have to get this paperwork done yeah. anyway. So we're encouraging you. I have the forms on me. If they see me out in the highways and byways out in the community. Um, I do have the forms on me. Um, I know this weekend is going to be the back to school celebration. For oh, the yeah. The backpack thing. Yep. So uh -huh, we'll be there. Um, on site, taking pictures, mm -hmm. encouraging people to sign up for the Million Fathers March. So yeah. Thank you. That's, That's nice. nice. I know. We appreciate you taking the time out on this yeah, early morning. Coming. I know. Mr. Green was here bright and early. I know. 8 a.m. Even though it's Saturday night. We just want to thank you for having this conversation with us. We also learned from you, too. And wanting to continue to help us and help us grow. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. thank you, Mr. This was a really good conversation. Like yeah, this, this is our first conversation with the guest. And, and we are super good. You said <laughs> that part. Really yeah. So, we're looking for more guests. So, if you or anybody you know listening, um, you know, has interest in, honestly, whatever you do. Like, if you help the community, if anything, anything yeah. honestly. If you want to reach out to us, um, slide into our DMs. And you guys can be on our podcast. Well, that leads us to the end of this podcast. Um, we will see you next time. Thank you for listening and have a good day.